Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome to the Afternoon Drive. Eric is out today to serve his master ceremonies at a fundraiser for the Boys and Girls Clubs of Larimer County. I hope he gets good enough weather to make that productive night. I hope he does, too. You know, I hope he uh, has a chance to just relax while he's up there. Pretty cool fundraiser. That melodic voice is one that belongs to Justin Adams of CBS4, local legend. <laughs> Danny and Danny and I were out in the lobby when, Les, when Justin taped or recorded... You, you use tape anymore in TV? Ever so often we use tape, uh, okay. but we more use uh, digital, so we kind of do that nowadays. So when Justin digitalized <laughs> a couple of speeches, uh, very inspiring speeches, Danny and I wanted to go run through the wall when you were done, but it was for the Montbello High School class of 2022 in, in yeah. the offshoot school. It is, it is, it is. Uh, so tell us about that. Yeah, so so one of the technical schools that they have there, and so uh, they reached out to me a couple of weeks ago, and um, unfortunately, I won't be there tomorrow. Um, I'm actually, I'll be anchoring for a um, special coverage that we have at Channel 4 uh, from 7 to 11. Um, you know, all the weather that we have it right now. So I uh, wasn't able to be there, but I wanted to record something to let them know, hey, I'm just from the same place that you're from. Montbello. Montbello. I'm from the same streets <laughs> from where you're, you're from. You're a warrior. I'm a warrior through and through. And so, um, but just wanted to go and let them know, like, I was 18 years old once with a whole lot of dreams and things that I wanted to do. And I didn't realize the roadblocks that I'll have to go through in my life. And you'll have them too. Tell the story about the basketball game when you decided <laughs> that your lot in life was yeah. not going to be as a professional athlete. 1992 NBA Finals. I'm sitting in front of the TV. Um, actually, I'm recording this on a VCR. Kids, look that up, by the way. And I'm looking I'm at... Beta. You're maybe I'm beta. I'm beta. <laughs> yeah. Not beta. <laughs> VCR. And um, I remember Michael Jordan just hitting shot after shot after shot in the first half against the Portland Trailblazers. And at that moment, I knew at six years old, I would never play professional sports, which is very weird because I ended up playing college sports at the D1 level at the University of Colorado. But I knew I wouldn't be able to do that. But I did know that, wait a minute, there's somebody who is on the other side of this play. There's somebody who was calling this play. And that was Marv Albert. And I was like, you know what? I want to do what he's doing for a career. Hey, have you ever thought about the uh, possibility at that time? Did mm -hmm. you think about look down to press row and see a guy with blonde curly hair from the Portland Oregonian <laughs> sports columnist and think, hey, I may be doing a radio show with him someday. Never thought I would be able to do that, but that you know was what? Me. That's a great connection. <laughs> I was sitting about 15 feet for Michael Jordan when he shrugged. God. Remember that? Yeah. And so welcome to Justin Adams. He's going to be sitting in for, for Eric today. It's going to be a pleasure. I love it. I can't wait. Hey, by the way, it's May 20th. Yeah. Can we get Lauren Whitney, our chief meteorologist, <laughs> in here to explain what the hell Look, is going on? First of all, you and I both know Colorado's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. What was it yesterday? 83? It was, no, it was 90. I was driving around in Parker. It was 91. And then I get the assignment today because uh, I work at a morning show. And they're like, okay, you'll be covering snow at Red Rocks. And I'm like, whatever, <laughs> dude. Like, you just guys want me to get like a little early workout at Red Rocks. I go up there, man, at 4.15. You start to get a little rain. You get a little drizzle. And then it hits like 5 o'clock and it's full on snow. And I'm like, you have got <laughs> to be kidding me. So Colorado 101 for you. Well, by the way, if you want to reach reach us or follow us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, it's uh, Eric Goodman, at Eric Goodman, mm -hmm. at T Fry, T-F-R-E-I, and at Justin Adams TV. Now, you'll notice there are no 
No, none of those uh, wimpy uh, periods or underscores for any of us. We <laughs> no. just put it running. No, we, we we just put it straight over there, man. That's what we do. So are you pretty upset about the Avalanche game last night? And before I get your answer, mm-hmm. we're going to hear what K.L. McCarr had to say this morning after practice. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Yeah, I mean, um, I guess as an individual, they, and you expect them to try and play tight as, like, as tight as they can. But um, for me, just haven't had the legs yet. Just have to get back in the groove, I feel like. There's a lot of times that I can work, work myself out of those situations, but just haven't been able to the past few games because of uh, just lack of whatever it is, juice or whatnot. So, um, no, I think a lot of it goes to me, but I give them credit stuff. So they've done a good job, and, um, yeah, definitely can't take that away from them. This was the morning after, morning after the loss, the 4-1 to <laughs> loss last night. He's saying the same things that Nathan McKinnon basically said after the game. They just didn't have their legs. They didn't have their jump uh, and, and went on from there. And I... I interrupted Nathan McKinnon when he was talking last night. I was very rude. And I said, well, why didn't you have your jump? I mean, that that was completely inexplicable to me. How can you be in hockey playoffs and not have your jump? And and, and then he addressed Kale McCarr was virtually invisible. Mm -hmm. And that he was being asked about that this morning. So that's Kale McCarr's answer this morning. And McKinnon's explanation came after the game last night. You know, it's... uh, Go ahead, Terry. I, I got a lot of this, man. Go, just keep going. I mean, it, it just it doesn't make sense to me because you haven't earned it. You haven't earned the right to have a day off in the playoffs. You haven't earned that right. This is a team that hasn't been past the second round. This is more so a core that hasn't been past the second round. But, but are you panicking? No, I'm not panicking at all. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, to me, I was more excited about them losing this game than I would have been Why? if they would have won. Because I want to see what this team is made of. I want to see what the medal of this team is. I want to see what the leadership of this team finally is in a year that you are the clear favorite to win the Stanley Cup, or at least get through the West. Well, I will agree that if they had won their first like eleven playoff games and then lost the twelfth one, we'd yeah. be saying, we'd be saying, gee whiz, uh, maybe they should have lost lost the game earlier <laughs> to have been tested. It seemed too easy for them. Right. You know, I will admit, uh, I'm a hardened veteran in in this craft. Mm-hmm. Seasoned veteran is a w- w- nice way to put it. That. I, I've always been amused by the overreaction in hockey playoffs. It's oh, a little, yeah. It's just, in the NBA, it's a little similar, except mm-hmm. that the home court is such a bigger deal mm-hmm. in the NBA than in hockey. But in hockey, uh, you could just plan on the reaction to for each time your team wins, it's plan the parade, Mary Hancock. Mm-hmm. Each time your team loses, it's, it's oh, my God, they're never going to win. Fire the coach. <laughs> make the Cronkies sell it. Yes. It's all, oh, God, woe is us. And, and the we make fun of it, and then it happens again, and the media join in it, too. Mm-hmm. It's right out of the manual of 101 hockey coverage is to overreact to every single line. Well, and it's not just overreacting, but it's you have to be honest with yourself, especially as an athlete, right? Like, part of what we do is, yes, we cover the team, but for, for me, you know, I'm a Denver native. There's a little bit of fandom that's into it, which makes it a lot better because I can still be critical. I can still be critical and not be like, oh, look at me. I'll go overboard. There were literally talks after the first round, that this team is better than the one in 2001. It isn't because it's post-salary cap. Bingo. Bingo. And the other side of the coin, too, is, let's just call it what it is. A JV team could have beat Nashville. Oh, no. That's oh, a little get out of oh, here. Oh, no. The, 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 the Predators, as Lou Holtz used to say, <laughs> the other side gives scholarships, too. <laughs> yeah, sure. They give scholarships. Roman Yossi is one of the best players in the uh, National okay. Hockey League. After Yossi, who else do you have? Matt Duchesne. After him, who else? Okay, that's enough. Exactly. Right? I mean, look, they started a rookie goaltender, bro. Like, they started 
They well, had they a didn't rookie. Have, well, the, the goal, their regular goaltender. He's hurt. hurt. He's hurt. But, but that's my point. You see Soros. Right. But that's my point, right? Is that when you talk about somebody being able to steal a game, Nashville wasn't really God, able to do so. I, I'm just being honest, man. I'm just, I'm just honest. And it's just now after you swept the Predators, which should have happened, now you actually go up against, like the playoffs really start now. Like after game two, the playoffs start. Okay, you're going to say a series doesn't start until somebody wins a well, game kinda, on the road? Kind of, but I have one thing for you. I got, I got a little bit of a nugget for you, okay? okay? So I did some research when I looked at the Colorado Avalanche. And let's take out 2020, okay? Because they were in the bubble that yeah. year, okay? Let's take that out. And had no goaltender. No, yeah, you could have played goaltender. I could have played goaltender then. But if you take out the 2020 playoffs, again, again, that was in the bubble. The Avalanche have lost five road games in a row in the second round. Again, take it out the 2020 playoffs. They have lost five in a row. I'll do you one better. In one goal game, all on the road now, by the way, if you take out the 2020 playoffs, they are one and three in the last two series. Tell your statistics to shut up, Lucy. <laughs> I just think that this is this is all a simple case. They just didn't play very well. Right. You know, and a year ago, I, I'll, I'll admit this, a year ago at this time, I was saying when Vegas had come back to tie the series 2-2, uh, I can actually remember when it was. It was Pierre Lacroix's memorial mm-hmm. uh, out at Inverness, and I'm I'm quieting. I'm telling people, oh, they're going to be all right. They're going to be all right. And then the nervous Nellies were saying, no, they're really in trouble now against Vegas. And I said, no, they're going to be all right. So I, that's my track record. I I completely missed it <laughs> last year. I was saying the same things about overreaction. They're going right. to be all right. It's overreaction. They're going to be all right. Uh, they, they've addressed it. McCarr talked about how they're playing him physically. And uh, St. Louis has changed its lines around. They've also they also had their defensemen play a little more freewheeling and d- yeah. not worry so much about trying to stop McKinnon. And, and in a sense, that was the formula for stopping McKinnon was not worrying about. And, and Ryan O'Reilly is neutralizing McKinnon mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. And it's they've been matched lines one, two, three, four down. And so it's going to be different in St. Louis. Uh, in fact, I'm wondering if Jared Bednar would would be better off not having the last change. But I think the Avalanche are going to be okay. They're going to win this series in six games. Yeah. It's a pretty good St. Louis team they're playing. Yeah. And then we can stop the talk about whether Jared Bednar should be fired after four straight losses in uh, the second round, which was a, just a ludicrous. It was so, uh, yeah. That, it's, it's a ludicrous reaction. It it's is. It's a knee-jerk reaction. He, he more likely should have been a Jack Adams nominee for the Jack Adams trophy, which he was. he's not one of the three finalists. That's closer to the, an evaluation of his work than yelling out, fire him yeah or so, that he's not doing his job or different things like that i, I will say this is kind of in, in passing big game big game for them yeah game three and, and i just again it, it, the first period what you'll see is st louis will come out and they'll do a whole lot of different things they'll get a lot of shots but can they be the type of team to go and rebound from the first period can they withstand the first 10 minutes if the abs can do that and even get a goal if they get a goal my goodness they can and they will game three baby so after the break we're going to Go into your your uh, bread and butter college football. Yes, sir. And uh, I'm going to find some things out about what you think about the food fight in the Southeastern <laughs> Conference. We'll be back after this. Or is this the way it ends? Because I told you a level of concern, but you won't buy like you never Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com.
Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back to the afternoon drive on Mile High Sports Radio. Eric is serving uh, his master's ceremonies at a fundraiser for the Boys and Girls Club of Larimer County. And sitting in for him is CBS4 anchor and reporter Justin Adams, who's, uh, oh, you're, you're rocking out there. Man, this is good music. I mean, uh, let's be honest. Uh, you got to pick your own music? Ever so often. If, if I did, can, can I pick the next song? Yeah. Okay. What, what, what would we like? Ooh, boo, boo, boo. What would we like? I'll surprise you. I'll surprise you, man. Surprise. I love. I take requests all the time. Baba O'Reilly by The Who. I'll definitely get that or, one. Right. Or Pinball Wizard by uh, Elton John. Come on. Come on, Or do man. the cover. Or do the cover. What's, uh, there's a really neat cover. Oh, of there Pinball is. At it now. All right. All right. So, so, so before we go next, just, I'm just, you, you, you spoke about covers. Do you like the original or do you like a good cover? Like, like if, if there was a really good cover of a song, would you rather it, still it, listen the, to it? Okay, here's a weird answer. I like the original if the performer wrote the song, because if you if you play it, you're you're just sort of covering somebody else's song anyway. Okay. So if if it's another cover, uh, they're, they're not superior to you. If you wrote the song, somebody's covering your song. Okay. Okay, I like that. Okay, I'm always a remix guy, so I, I like I like covers. Um, if it's done well, though, there's some people who remix some songs that are just um, we have a term that we like to say that are trash. <laughs> so <laughs> you need to recycle that and not do it anymore. <laughs> and if you want to reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, we're at I mean, Eric at Eric Goodman at T Fry and at Justin Adams TV. Now, on the heels of the food fight yesterday, what, do you think it was a food fight or what were they throwing? It, it, it was, it was, look, this is the reality of that, okay? We're talking about the food fight between um, Jim, Jimbo Fisher and, and uh, Nick Saban, all right? Um, and they were talking about buying players with a new right. NIL rule. Justin, your first TV appearance mm-hmm. ever was on PBS in 2012. Did they make you wear a Sport coat with uh, patches on the elbow. No, thank God, man. Okay. You, but you were interviewed about whether college yeah. athletes should be paid. Yeah. Now, that's 10 years ago. Right. What did the young Justin Adams think and say then? Well, the young Justin Adams said yes, um, but the young Justin Adams never thought about name, image, and likeness and um, what it would do to the game, what it would do to the system. Um, but so what, I, what do you think of the development? I, I mean, I love it. I love it. I mean, anything that will help out because it's different for me because I was a player. Like I was there. I was one of those guys who, you know, was able to play and be a part of it, not play a lot, but I was a part of, you know, being a part of it, the D1 system. And I saw guys who I love and respect still to this day who had to literally take on full scholarship, by the way, take out student loans. Not so that they could pay for books, but they took out student loans so they'll be able to go and send that money back to their families so their family could be able to make it another week, make it another month. They could be able to pay the mortgage, pay the rent. Like, I saw that firsthand. Is, is NIL going too far, though? No, it's not. Um, I think NIL is something that um, you could try to legislate it as much as you want, um, but it's a free market. Nobody ever gets mad about free market and anything else, right? <laughs> Did you realize that? You know, nobody ever gets upset. What is free market? You can make how much money as you want. That's the one thing about this economy, right? You can make as much money as you want. Even if your parents were yeah. were rich and were born before you. Exactly. It doesn't matter, right? But when it comes to NIL, now we have to have a cap on how much a kid can make? Well, but, here's my problem with it. Yeah. It, originally, uh, we should retreat a little bit mm-hmm. and capitalize it. We're talking about Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher mm-hmm. talking about buying players with that NIL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Saban 
implied that Texas A&M bought every player. Now, the problem there is with definition of terms. When we used to talk about buying players oh, 20 years ago, it was simply money under the table, mm-hmm. money funneled through a church, money funneled through somebody. It was it was cheating. Everybody knew it was cheating. You're yeah. not supposed to do it. Now NIL is legal. I mean, it's the law of the NCAA. It's a law of the land. So in a sense, they're not buying because in this, in in the uh, they're not buying players in the sense they're breaking rules mm-hmm. to get them. So NIL is perfectly legal, and so that's that's the quarrel I have with Saban. He's part of a system that it that integrated the NIL into the system, and, right? And in the SEC, you know this. The SEC plays by different rules. Oh my God! Than yes. anybody else. Yes. And uh, and for years and years and years, it's been very. It's been very, very different. But maybe, let's look at it this way. Mm-hmm. Does the Pac-12, including the University of Colorado, let's say the University of Utah, yeah, or Washington State University, did they have any chance to compete in football with those deeper-pocketed leagues and programs? I think guys like Utah have a chance, too, because of the culture that they have established, especially with the head coach that they have. I mean, they were a really good team last year, um, and they won the Pac-12. Um, they just weren't able to get past Ohio State, which shows just how good Ohio State was. They didn't even have their uh, <laughs> they didn't even have their best wide receivers around, and they got beat. But I think Utah has a chance to be kind of that top fifteen team. Um, not to be contending, no, but a USC does. Oh, for sure they do. You think they got that uh, that kid who transferred to be the Benetnikoff winner from Pitt? You think they yeah. got him because of goodwill? Rice. Or Brendan Rice. Yeah, or Brendan Rice. Brendan Rice, CU receiver, Jerry and, Rice's son, yes. transferred to USC. And here's the other thing, too. This is what Los Angeles gives you, right? When USC is on, you have you know, commercials. You have TV companies. You have other networks. You have so many things that are out there that will that would pay those NIL deals if you are a really good player. So I think a team like USC, even UCLA, if they could get their act together, and they are uh, a little bit really uh, what they have right now with Chip Kelly. But those are two teams that I see that could really do a lot of damage, um, not only in the Pac-12, but also nationally. Well, I'm going to run by my, my philosophy on, quote, paying the players yeah. to buy you, yeah. and then you can holler at them. Right. Because it always bothered me. I understand the, the, that the players are making a lot of money for the schools. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. gotten completely out of hand on the, the revenue without the players getting a major share. Right. I understand that part. The problem is is when, is when the proponents of paying the players wouldn't at least concede that a free college education is worth something. Sure. Start from that. Start from that uh, where you have the, where you set the bar. Right, right, the right. The bar is where what it costs to go to Stanford right, for right. four years. For sure. At least acknowledge that because you're insulting the people who have who have four student loans mm-hmm. and trying to get through school and mm-hmm. two jobs mm-hmm. when, when you're saying, oh, a full athletic scholarship for athletes doesn't mean anything. They're not getting anything. And then, then we had, that was supposed to be taken care of by the cost of attendance stipends. And everybody pretends like, like they, those don't exist. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. So that's that's my bit. the foundation underneath NIL is basically what I object to. If you don't if you don't concede those points as a starting point in the right. discussion, the the problem happened when and this happened I believe in the mid fifties mid sixties when college football went for something that was hey you get a scholarship and you're now playing for your school to oh TV money jumps in mm-hmm. and now oh by the way all these coaches are starting to let make a lot more money. And oh, by the way, at all the top tier schools, they don't look like me. <laughs> the head coaches don't look like me. You ever realize that? 
the head coaches don't look like me. And those are the guys who are making the majority of the money. Look at the ADs. They don't look like me. But the guys on the field, mm -hmm. right, the overly majority of the guys on the field, black and brown. Yeah. You know? And so when you look at that type of what's going on there, you have to ask yourself the question. Yes, education is extremely important. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's we do not go and look past that. But at the same time, I think back to a young man that I played with who actually was drafted into the league, mm -hmm. um, but didn't play a lot of a, a long time. He was still sending money back to his family because, and he had to take out a student loan on full scholarship. Had to take out a student loan to take care of his mm -hmm. family. You deserve, as a young man who is playing for your university or whatever, who is playing at that level above high school, to be able to make some money for your family. What about if you're a golfer? Yes. Do it. Well, you're not bringing in any money as a golfer. Well, leave when you're 16. Leave when you're 15, <laughs> right? It, it, you know what? Hey, here's the reality. Hey, look, a meritocracy. If you're good enough, you can make some money, right? I think you will get to know, and the audience will get to know, too, in this kind of a situation. I'm playing the devil's advocate. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you. Okay. I'm with you. But, but I mean, if you're good enough, you can make some money. But it's just so interesting that in everything in life, in every different industry and situation in life, if you are a guy who are, is good enough, no matter the age, mm -hmm. really, right? If you're oh, able to get if you're work, a drummer or a Brandon Niederreier, right. a guitar player. And you're able to go and charge as much as you can, right? Mm -hmm. It's a free market. But only in college sports do we say, we need to make a cap on that. We got to go and have a cap on It's too much. A kid's making $250,000, you know? Bryce Young, $1 million, got to be careful. What happens when this young man, what would this young man do with that money? He's not good with money. Let me ask you a question. The majority of Americans, you're not good with money. You know why? Because the majority <laughs> of you don't even have $500 in your savings account. That's a fact. So let's get off this high horse and this train by saying these young men won't be able to deal with all this money, all these different things. The reality is, is that if you're going to go and have a high education, teach these young men how to do this with money, but do not stop them from making money. Are you okay with it being unlimited in the sense of, of we promise you in recruiting, I, I promise, mm -hmm. I promise Joe Smith over there. Yeah. Hey, we've got a car dealer who, who will make sure you have, you will be paid $100,000 over the course of your four years to sign autographs at his dealership. Yeah, my, when you say that in recruiting, that was the part that was yeah. not supposed to be allowed to seep into the process. It is in the process now. It's being used in recruiting. And the, school, the schools such as, I mean, just make this up, New Mexico State mm -hmm. or Washington State mm -hmm. to go back, to go up to a Power Five. Right. Well, they, they can't say, how can they compete if they, they can't say, you'll get $100,000 from a car dealer. Then don't play football. <laughs> well, then we're gonna, it's pretty we're gonna, simple. Well, we're going to have one Super League. It's pretty simple. And, but but, but don't, don't you think that's where it's going, though? Honestly, yeah. Terry, like, don't you? Like, I mean, to be honest, that's the way that it is going. There will be a Super League. Like, that's been the feeling for years right now. And you know what? It is what it is. You keep us together long enough, we'll solve all the problems of NCAA football. Uh <laughs> It'd be, it's just like we would be running the college football association. It's not hard. We do better than those jokers right now in the NCAA, I tell you that. It's not that difficult. All right, after the break, the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge with Ty, Cade, Cal, and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. We'll, we'll uh, offer a, a gambling tip here. So we'll be back after this.
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back to Goodman and Fry on Mile High Sports Radio. Eric's uh, out today to serve as a master of ceremonies up in northern Colorado for a charitable endeavor. I believe he probably will stop at Johnson's Corner on the way back for a cinnamon roll. Ah, he better. He better. I think he will. So, uh, Justin Adams of CBS4 is sitting in with me, and we're enjoying ourselves. We're happy. We like to argue. That's kind of fun. We're having a lot of fun here, man. Go go join in on us, man. Do, do we take callers by any chance? Do we do that? <laughs> we do, yeah. We do? The, right. uh, the Go Fast Energy Drink hotline and text line. You can text or call the same number. It's 303-831-1340. Hey, let's say it one more time for the people 303-831-1340. All right. Time now for the buzz. What's Trending is presented by Optimum Golf. Take your game to the next level this offseason at Denver's best indoor virtual facility in the Park Hill and Rhino neighborhoods. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. I'm now for What's Trending. So Eric does it sometimes, too. It happens. Eric's all full up on uh, cinnamon rolls anyway, so he'll be all right. Well, this is the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge. The Avalanche are one-and-a-half goal favorites tomorrow night in Game 3. Okay. Which tells me the gambling public isn't buying this panic. No, they're they, not. They believe they're still going to be one-and-a-half goal. They've made them one-and-a-half goal favorites on the road in Game 3, and so uh, they're not panicking. No, they're not panicking, but uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting. So who do you got, man? Who do you got? For I tomorrow? will take the Avalanche. You might as well go all in on this because mm-hmm. if the Avalanche are recovering, you're expecting that they will score a few goals. Correct. And so I'm going for the Avalanche to beat the one-and-a-half goal spread. Okay. I'm taking the under. The reason why I'm taking the under is the same thing because I said earlier. The Avs have lost, again, taken out well, and in the bubble, 2020. The, uh, under, the under is six-and-a-half goals. Oh, wow. Um. You know, at what point, you know, I'm taking it under. And this is why I'm taking it under. At what point is Darcy Kemper going to steal a game? It, it, now's the time. Game three, Darcy Kemper, still a game. Still a he, game he, on the road. What, what's, so far, he's been okay. Yeah, he hasn't he's been, been bad. Okay. He hasn't been bad. Uh, but it, he needs to instill that confidence in his team that, that when things are going bad, including last night, that he'll step up and sneer in the face of the Blues. Right. Steal a goal or two or... or and establish that kind of larcenous attitude. He hasn't done that yet. And, and it's kind of funny. It's been a widespread perception that he's the potential Achilles. He hasn't been bad, so he hasn't been the problem, but they need him to step up, to steal a game or two, as you said, and to also to uh, get, get to the point where if, if he plays a bad game or if the Avalanche play a bad game, the memory is short and he can come back, bounce back, forget it, and be uh, larcenous the next game. Yeah, and this is his opportunity in St. Louis to be able to do so. He needs to do that in a big way for the Avs to win. So the Avalanche are what, minus 125 to advance to the Stanley Cup Finals. Would you take the Avs or the field, which is the Blues, Flames, and Oilers? I'm taking the Avs all day, every day. So I, so will I. Mm-hmm. Easily. So Easily that's the Rocky that. Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge. I like it. I like it. Can we look at one more thing, though, back back into that? 
Because Terry, I, I want to go back into your. Uh, you be called. How long have you been covering hockey for? Uh, since nineteen seventy-seven. Okay, so you know how these series go. Obviously, where there's one team that is clearly better than the other. No, I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there, it isn't always true that the, right, one right, team right. is always clearly better than the other one. Are you saying the Avalanche in this case are clearly better than the Blues? Which would be? I, I'm asking. Which uh, that's that's what I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm that's asking. That's the wise perception. I think the Avalanche are in a situation where they will they will get their legs back, they will get their heads back on, they will get the drive reinstalled, and they will they will be when we, this series is all said and done. We'll be saying the Avalanche clearly are the better team. So, so what adjustments do they need to make? Well, they're, they're talking about you know the biggest adjustment would be not to panic. Mm. And we've talked about panicking, but in this case, what, what it means is Jared Bednar should not make changes just for the sake of changes after one loss. If he's convinced that this is exposed to potential weakness that other teams will t try to take advantage of it, yeah, then that, that's an adjustment, whether he puts Alex Newhook into the lineup or whether he, uh, he puts Logan O'Connor into yeah. the lineup to kind of try to stir it up. I, I'm of the... I know the favorite in the clubhouse to be inserted in the lineup now is Alex Newhook. I think I think uh, Logan O'Connor stirs it up, and in this situation where they're talking about uh, they need to reinstall jump in their legs, I think Logan O'Connor is the one to throw into the lineup to try to attempt to to do it that way. And so I think those are the two possibilities. And I I, I am very high. You know, the very first I write for Colorado Hockey now some, and the very first column I wrote for them at the start of the season was. Bednar, don't touch that top line. Keep, don't keep playing with it. Leave Landeskog, McKinnon, and Rantanen together. Stick with it. You know, it, like a, make it a Gillies, Trottier, Bossy line from the old Islanders days. You know exactly who's on a line on that top line, on that league's glittery line. You know who is on that line all the time. I think he should stop playing around with that. He's had Nachushkin on that top mm -hmm, line mm -hmm. and Landeskog on the second line. Now I realize again I'm sort of playing into the into the trap of I'm not panicking. I'm saying now I think teams are going to start to react. The Blues have shown how to play that, and I'd react that way with putting O'Connor in on my mind mm -hmm. and putting Landeskog back on the top line. The other possibility, of course, is is to uh, insert Jack Johnson into the lineup, who the defenseman, veteran defenseman, who hasn't played it in the playoffs yet. Uh, but then you'd have to figure out who to take out. That would have probably until the other night, that possibility would have been centering on Samuel Girard mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. of the question is, is he physically tough enough for playoff hockey? I, but, I, but, but Josh Manson's kind of developed the, the knack and touch of kind of covering for him. And so the, the, I think they're, they can get by with Girard and Manson. There hasn't been a lot of, I'm not going to say it hasn't been physical because game two is really physical. But it hasn't been like a lot of things happening after the whistle. No, That's one of the things been. I realized too. It's like that that respect that it's like we don't want to give up a cheap, you know, penalty based off of somebody wanting to get an extra shot at the end, right? Extra cheap well, shot. The very first game of the playoffs for the Avalanche against the Predators, the Predators tried to establish kind of that physical mm -hmm. physical presence and took a took a penalty like in the first eighteen seconds. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. And yeah, and and Nathan McKinnon scored on the power play on a shot from the circle. And so it's it's almost and then the Predators sort of backed off the rest of the way, realizing that the Avalanche power play was in such high gear at that point that it, it was uh, paramount of anybody to try to avoid uh, getting into the penalty box. And so uh, in this case, uh, 
the Blues are have stepped it up a little bit in that mm-hmm. department, and mm-hmm. the, the Avalanche. I do agree they need to react, but I think by emphasizing it, you're looking at it from the strategic sense instead of a sense of panic that if we don't do this, blah blah blah. Don't panic. Make it for strategic reasons. Got to win on the road, man. I, I mean, to me. I walked in here earlier today saying that game three is the most important game in franchise history. And then I realized, look, anytime you have a game seven at home with the cup on the line, (laughs) that is automatically the most important game in franchise history. But I would say for this core, Nathan McKinnon, Rantanen, McCarr, the rest of the crew, Gabe Landeskog, right? You just resigned him. To me, for this core, I circle this game as the most important game for this core because I want to see how this team responds. I don't want to see this team go down 2-1, right? How uh, does this team respond after losing a game at home and being dominant all year at Ball Arena? How would they now, when this team would be juiced up, the Blues would be ready to go? Mm-hmm. Again, the first we all seen it. The first 10 minutes would be all St. Louis Blues. So you're saying if, if, if the Blues take a 2-1 lead in this series... Woe is us. It's all over. I mean, that, that monkey on your back becomes an anvil rather quickly. Rather quickly. I, I ask. I always call it an albatross. The avalanche in it. Just, I, I, look, I'm just saying it's, you're talking about a team that will have all the doubts come up yet again because they haven't won a game. I get, I'll go back to the stat. They've lost five road games in a row. If you take out 2020 in a the bubble, they have lost five road games in a row in, in the second round. That's a big thing for this team. And you know what? It's going to creep back in their mind about what happened against the Vegas Golden Knights. It will. So they have to figure out a way how to win tomorrow. That, to me, I'm not saying must win, but, uh, well, actually, to be honest, I am saying must win. I'm circling that. I am saying will win. Ooh. So we'll be back after this. And coming up after this on Just In Case You Missed It, Mets at Rockies has been postponed on this lovely spring snowy day we've got here in Denver. Also, Adrian Wojnarowski has uh, told us some of the finalists for the opening head coach position in L.A. We'll talk about that in the Western Conference Finals on the other side right here on Afternoon Drive with Adams and Fry on Mile High Sports. Shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb. Afternoon Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back to snowy Colorado. What do you think it'll be, 90 tomorrow? <laughs> It might be a buck twenty knowing this weather, right? Dude, Colorado is so weird, man. Good gracious. Ninety-one degrees yesterday. Ninety-one. And I do a story this morning at Red Rocks, and I'm getting pelted by snowflakes. That's the dulcet tones of Justin <laughs> Adams of CBS four. I'm Terry Fry. If you want to reach us on the uh Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, you can you can find us at uh at Eric Goodman at T Fry and at Justin, at Justin Adams TV. And tell us what you're going to be doing tomorrow. So tomorrow morning for CBS four, we're going to be covering everything that's happening with the snow, obviously from seven in the morning until 11 AM as well. So you could check us out CBS four. I'll be on the anchor decks with my friend, uh, Michaelia white. We're going to have a lot of fun because uh, <laughs> we get to be indoors while the reporters are outdoors. That's Can I why. be one of those reporters in the field where you go stand at 
I think it's always at Spear Boulevard on I-25. Right. And the truck's there with the lights. And, and you, why do you go in the dark when you can't see anything behind you anyway? But So you stand there, and this is the part I want to do. Right, right. Is this the young reporter's duty where you reach down and you, you take your hand, hand and you sift through the snow and say, look at this, look at how much snow we have. Yeah, because you're supposed to bring the viewer to where you are. You're supposed to let them know how much snow there is. Because obviously viewers have never seen snow in their life before in Colorado. Your your esteemed anchor Jim Benneman once told me the first assignment here in his day was he was always sent out to Gun Club Road during storms <laughs> to show the uh, to show the audience all the snow at Gun Club Road. Which my response in those days nobody lived out at Gun Club Road. No, now it's now it's like a. A huge subdivision and all that. Yeah, it is. It is a huge subdivision. It, it's so crazy. Uh, snow coverage is always fun, but it's a lot better when it's four hours and you're indoors. Trust me. I spent last year outdoors, and I'm still on thawing. So we'll day. be watching, and we'll we'll be uh, with you in the studio. That's right. Commiserating with the uh, young reporters out. In the That's right. That's right. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, ex-Blazers head coach Terry Stotts and Bucks assistant coach Darvin Ham are among the finalists for the open head coach position with the L.A. Lakers. Is it better for the Lakers to hire a head coach with experience like Stotts, or would a first-time head coach's fresh perspective benefit the organization? I would go with a first-time head coach benefiting the organization. Yeah. Uh, Terry Stotts is a terrific coach. He did a good job at Portland. But I think that, that's not really not a fresh voice. It's almost uh, a stereotypical. Did they play defense in Portland? <laughs> just as mind you, just does not help me to remember because Terry Stotts was there when Dame put up 55 points and still lost. <laughs> Against whom? Against Jokic. Don't get me wrong. Jokic is a bad boy. But how do you have somebody score 55 points and you lose? Yeah, go, go get that you know fresh voice in the building, please. Yes. Just in case you missed it, Mets at Rockies postponed for inclement weather today. I always thought that it would be fun to watch them play baseball in the snow, but I think <laughs> no, it's a no, safety what you could thing. Do, what you should do, be able to do, is put the tarp on the field and have them slide across the tarp. <laughs> Don't even worry about keeping <laughs> keeping it dry otherwise. That would be exciting to have them take off the spikes, put on some regular tennis mm -hmm. shoes, and just slip and slide around. Slip and slide around, man. Would you be the guy on the broadcast who, who yeah. ran out? Yes. The comic relief slid yes. across the tarp. Yes, I would be that guy. But I need a whole lot of money behind that, too. Should we feel guilty for going going to Queers Field now? What, period? Oh, because of... Because, well, well you're, yeah. you're subsidizing the Montfort. They're yeah, a mediocre look, team. They're, look, below, they're below 500. They're never going to get there. You know, my <laughs> philosophy is, okay, I understand all that kind of thinking, but there's nothing wrong with going to a, the ballpark and taking in a baseball game. Right. And I refuse to accept the fact that I'm some sort of deviant if I go to a baseball and, game. No, you're not, but it's just a reality. I used to say that the Rockies were just an amusement park. Like, you go there for a good time. You don't go there exactly to know they're going to win or be a contending team. You just go there because it's a good time. And that's kind of the way that I kind of take the Rockies. Hey, I, I want to be entertained. 
I want to see a home run. I want to see some strikeouts and maybe a double play here and there. Winning? I thought you were a party deck guy. Oh, I'm married, baby. I used to be a party deck guy, though. Hey, oh. We'll tell stories during the break. Yes, sir. So this was supposed to be a three-game series with the Mets. They're scheduled to have a doubleheader tomorrow to make up for this one tonight. Um, Do you think they get that three-game series in over the weekend, or are the Mets going to have to come back to Colorado later in the season? I don't think they'll get it in. Uh, Mind you, let me let you know this one more time. Uh, Tomorrow morning from 7 o'clock to 11, we will be having four hours of snow coverage. So you will tell us whether the Rockies will be able to play. Sometime between the four hours of the snow coverage we will have (laughs) at Channel 4, I will let you know that the Rockies will not be playing baseball tomorrow. You get to stand in front of the blue thing. Dude, it's so cool. Actually, it's a green screen. Yeah, it's a green screen. Yeah. But I can't wear a green tie, though, because if I stand in front of the green screen with a green tie, it just keys out. Like it, like literally, just like. Can you see out. that? What do you watch? A monitor? So, yeah, there's several different monitors on the side, so it's nothing. Can but I come green and watch you sometimes? No, please. Would Jim Benjamin let me in? Oh yeah, come on, come on, man. You're a gym of boys, man. Yeah, yeah. Come Except on. you went to CSU. Yeah, we'll forgive him for that one. My mom went to CSU, so I have a special place in my heart for Rams fans, even though I'm a buff. It's you got to sometimes. Yeah. You just gotta. Can we all allow get people to make a bad decision when they're That's 18 right. and then they move past exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. I, by the way, see you. Whenever I go to a football game there, I sweat when I walk by Musing or Auditorium. Oh. That was this, the uh, sciences building with the lecture hall. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's why I'm a sports writer. I couldn't a lot do of bad well that stuff. <laughs> Wait, I used to spend a lot of time in humanities. <laughs> just, just, you really don't learn anything in there. You just stand around there and just be like, all right, well, hopefully something will come into this brain today. A lot of great, yeah, a lot of great buildings over there yeah, at it CU. Is. It's, yeah, uh, it is. it's tough for some people to have, have those bad memories linked to them. But Very true. Definitely a beautiful campus. Uh, just in case you missed it, Western Conference Finals, Game 2 tonight and Game 3 on Sunday. Golden State leading Dallas, currently one game to none. What will the Warriors-Mavericks series be after the weekend with Luka and Steph going head-to-head first in Golden State? 3 nothing and Warriors. Dallas. 3 nothing Warriors. <laughs> no, just like where you're at. I, I don't disagree. Okay. I don't disagree. You're looking at me like I no. have two heads. No, I was going to say... I only have one and a half. I was going to say 2-1, um, but I, I will. I don't disagree. I I think Dallas has capped where they are. I think Luka is a tremendous... Ta- I don't even think. Luka is a tremendous talent, and he will solidify himself as a top three player after this playoffs. Hey, and, was- I mean, you, you think about it. You have Luka, you have, Luka, you have Jokic. You want to put Giannis in there? That's your top three. Well, I was covering the Blazers when uh, David Stern announced the first the Blazers pick of Arvita Sabonis, mm-hmm. and Snidely said America's game, as if there was something wrong with drafting a player from then from the Soviet Union. By the way, if Arvita Sabonis had ever come over oh. in his prime, he, oh. he would have been one of the top five or ten NBA players ever. So good. So, so good. That was the Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it. And we'll be back after this.